What's up, everybody? As you probably have figured out, all week long, we have been giving all of our listeners Doctrine and Devotions all-access premium content. And that includes our commercial-free uh, weekly devotional meditations going through Monday through Friday called Weekday Wisdom, as well as our podcast, Banter of Truth. Now, this is normally only for our premium subscribers, but we wanted to share it with all of you throughout the week so that you can see what it is that we are offering. We hope you've enjoyed it. And if you want to support Doctrine and Devotion, you can subscribe to All Access by following the support link in your podcatcher. Just scroll down and look at the description, or you can visit doctrineanddevotion.com slash all access. Today, we're giving you another episode of Banter of Truth. And here, Jimmy and I discuss the current threats to the church. You hear a lot of people talk about this at conferences, what the greatest threat is to the church today in this generation or in this age. But the question is, how can there be a threat to the church of Jesus Christ if, as he told us, the gates of hell cannot prevail against it? What are some of the current and real threats to the church that we should be giving attention to? We hope you enjoy it. You know what happened? Mm, what happened? Somebody took a picture of me. Oh. In my car. Okay, this wasn't me. And they sent that picture to my house. Like, and wait. my wife wait, 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 gets like this. They printed it? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> this and is then they, gold. And th- so they took a picture of me in my car, and then they sent it to my wife. And my wife's like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't know. What is it? And she's like, well, it looks like... You were caught on camera breaking the law. Ah, uh, and I was like, "Now I what understand." Are you about? And she's like, "I'm yeah. sitting here thinking, like, did I do that? No. I don't remember, like that." Because here's the thing: that's something my wife would do as a joke. Like, if she saw you take a photo, print, like, she would go through the whole thing of let's print it and send it anonymously. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was one of those things. And it only ever happens when I go to like a cigar shop that's kind of way out, you know, mm. Streamwood or something mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, because uh, apparently I, I was listen. I don't just run through red lights. I don't do that. Um, I'll speed. I'll go like ten over. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but usually less than ten over. I'm, I'm actually a pretty careful driver. But um, yeah, so I must have gone through a, a red light when it was too late. And uh, yeah, I, I got a hundred dollar ticket for that. Nice. Yeah, it's a just yeah, and this happened a few times. A few times? Yeah, this is because so every time you go out that way. Yeah, you, yeah. You typically go. They're not it's around not here. Like, it's not often you go out that nope, way. but pretty much every time I do. But apparently, yeah. yeah. So maybe I do drive bad. Maybe if it happens every maybe, time. Yeah, maybe. Well, it's or not maybe happening. the cameras are a bunch of nonsense and uh, mm. it's not fair that they have them up because mm. there's really no representation or, or like, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what to talk about. It. But anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was my thing. Mm. Uh, that. And then, uh, yeah, Elias turned 18 on Sunday. Nice. My boy is now a man. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's exciting. So uh, for his birthday gift, uh, we we just gave him cash. Nice. That's what he wants. That's he, the best. Because he, he, he didn't ask for that, but we know, like, he's 18. It's usually, like, it's yeah, a big what, one. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, throughout the day, we just kept giving him 50s for different stupid oh, reasons. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. <laughs> it's Jen's idea. That's and, really good. Uh, and you know, it was like, oh, are you sad here? This will make you feel better. Just take that. And uh, and he was he was really like, not overwhelmed, but uh, he just didn't know what to do with it. He was like, oh my goodness, he just kept putting them in his mm-hmm. pocket. It was mm-hmm. you know, 
because we don't spend a ton of money on birthday presents, but 18, you know, that's a, you know, that's a bigger Yeah, one, yeah. So. so that was fun. We did that. What, what about, how's, how's, uh, how's your early week going here? We're recording on a Monday. Monday. So yeah, oh, that's the worst day of the week for you. Every, yeah, every week. Every week. And, and as you know, <laughs> it, it, it has been the worst day of the week for me today so far. Yeah, I do know. <laughs> <sighs> that's it. That's where I'm at. I'm looking forward to putting this day to an end. So after we're done recording here, I'll I'll go relax and see oh, my family. Oh, and... it must be nice. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's your favorite move, right? Somebody one-ups you. You know, somebody when you're like, oh, man, it's been a hard day. Gonna Man, just can't wait to get home. Oh, it must be nice must to go home. must be nice home. to have a home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here till nine. Yeah. All right, cool. So well, good job. <laughs> Sometimes people do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's, it's never, it's it's always like, why are you, why are why, you dismissing why? what I'm going through? Yeah. But yeah, it is what it is. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to yeah. go home, relax. Mm. Michelle's making salmon pasta. Mm. Yeah. 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 My, my wife's all into salmon now. She's oh, been, salmon's fantastic. She never used to like fish. And you know she's eating super clean, super healthy all the time. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't do those juice fasts and like Which vitamin ones? things that oh, you yeah. do. But, that you, know, you do? That you do. We oh, do? I don't do them. What are you talking about? What are you talking? You do them. You what do juice stuff. Fast? You do fasts and cleanses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll do things like yeah, we're cutting out things. Yeah, yeah. Cut no, out you, alcohol for a bit. Yeah, no, but like you'll do like yeah, like you'll do a cleanse where you're like uh, drinking kind of the cleanse? juice. You've you've done them before. You're I've like never done. Yeah, you've done some stuff. Nope. Yep. No. You've done cleanses and not just an alcohol cleanse. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Well, alcohol and some foods, different yeah. foods. Like take out grains or yeah. take out uh, yeah. carbs. Yeah. Sorry, I, I guarantee you've done a different. You've done. I have never. I've never done. You've done a cleanse. I've. I don't know. Yeah. I think we're using the words differently. Mm. I think that's the thing. I you think are. you're embarrassed. You're I'm humiliated. Embarrassed. And you're, you're, you're getting called out and you don't know what to do because yeah. you're one of those guys, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have no <laughs> see, idea. See, you're, you're, you dismiss it like it's not true, but that's exactly what a person <laughs> would do in your situation. <laughs> I don't know how else to convince you. All I'm saying is, is like, uh, she likes, uh, she enjoys certain kinds. So she went out with uh, some friends mm -hmm. uh, to that fish joint locally yep, that you like. And uh, and they didn't have what she wanted to get, which was sea bass. Mm. And which I found out, I looked into it. There's like a hundred different fish that qualify as sea bass. So it's like it's it's a certain kind of fish, but there's all kinds of fish that qualify. yeah yeah yeah. So they were like, we don't have that. I'm sorry, but if you we recommend the swordfish. So it's a steak. Basically, she's getting the steak yeah. swordfish steak. Yeah. And she said it was swordfish she, steak is really good. Halibut yeah. is nice. Yeah, I don't it's, know what that is. It's, just, it's a fish. Yeah. It's a fish. But swordfish is like a it's like a big piece of meat. And she also said it didn't really taste like much. It's just seasoned really well. The lady goes, it doesn't have like a fishy taste. It's just a mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was uh that was uh that was yeah, she man, everybody's having cool stuff happening to them. Except us. Yeah. Why are we every, why is every my my boys turning eighteen, mm. Jen's having swordfish. Uh, oh, you're gonna go home and have some kind of thing. Yeah. I'm stuck here with Brian. No, no, that's great. I'm happy for you. <laughs> me, me and Brian. Mm -hmm. and actually, we're going to have a, a meeting with uh, worship leaders talking about, you know, because we have them uh, like, on quarterly, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cool. Um, so, yeah, listen, uh, we, were, we were thinking, everybody, we were thinking, you know, people are always talking about, you know, threats to the church, the greatest threat to the church. And, and usually people that say the greatest threat to the church are usually overstating things, and they're making it sound like that the church of Jesus Christ is going to collapse. Yeah. Um, so let's start there. <laughs> let's start with things like you know well so we, there there are there are threats but let's, yeah. the, the caveat would be the church itself is never going to be defeated by the world what? the church is 
the, the gates of hell will not prevail against mm. the church, which means death itself cannot stop the church. Jesus builds his church. God is sovereign. Yeah. Now, but what the truth, though, is that right. the church will be challenged. Yeah. The church will go through challenging times. Yeah. Right. The church, some churches will fall. Some churches will close. Some churches uh, will struggle. Uh, yeah. Think of Revelation, the letters to the seven churches. Yeah. 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 Um, so, like, on the one hand, some people are like, <laughs> they're, they're, they sound like Chicken Little crying mm, that the sky is falling. Mm, but mm. then other people are like, don't need to worry about it. Jesus has got the church. And then they don't worry about actual potential threats, right? Yes. Yeah. There, yeah, there yeah. are threats. So, but- I think what I like about that, though, like, is and I want to I want to affirm this because while I agree and I think we both would agree on this. Tell me if I'm wrong here. I Joey. hope I hope you're wrong because we can disagree on something. All right, here we go. You know we do. We what we disagree we, to agree. We disagree to agree. That's right. So uh, while when people are calling out the greatest danger, while mm. they're overstating that, they are still being watchmen. They're still seeing something on the horizon. Some of them are. Some of them are. I would not say all of them are. Yeah, correct. Uh, and I think there's still some truth to, hey, yeah. let's keep an eye on this to see because there is some truth. Yeah, I, I would say even most, I would say most of the time when somebody is overstating and overreacting, saying this is the greatest threat, this is going to dethrone Jesus, um, it's still a problem. I would be like, okay, you're overreacting. But no, that is a problem. We need to know about that. We need to talk about that. Mm-hmm. We need to think smartly and biblically about that. So they're right yeah. in that that needs to be addressed, but sometimes they're a little overreacting. And one of the fun things that I've enjoyed over the years is, you know, I'll be at a conference and, you know, watching watching the big talking heads up there, you know, the big wigs, mm. the, 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 the A-list celebrity theologian pastor guys. Anyways, they get them up on the stage and they go, hey, what do you think is one of the greatest threats to the church today? And that's popped up over the years a few. I mean, I've been following Jesus now since 1990. So is that 30-something years now? Yeah. So, okay, so in 30-something years, that has happened enough times. Not a lot, but it's happened enough times. It's always really interesting to go, okay, this is something that this guy is concerned about. He sees this danger. Another guy might have something else, Mm, but they're... mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So since, you know, since we're... uh, you know, we, we, we only have a little rickety platform that we Since built. we're D-list. Yeah. Docket Devo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, we're double D-list. We're double because D-list. Because Docket Devo. Um, why don't we, on our little rickety platform, talk about what we think are some of the, 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 the real threats. Mm-hmm. Now, these are not all of them. These are just the ones that are, we're, we're going to throw out there today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's some threats that, you know, we can talk about. Yeah. And I think in general, when we're talking about threats, we're, we're talking about these are threats to an individual Christian's health. Uh, like their faith. It's a threat to the health of a local church or a ministry or even a denomination. The church of Jesus Christ will be victorious in the end. But like you said, Jimmy, we will face challenges and some will fall. So the threats that we're talking about when you go general big picture is false doctrine and immorality, Mm. orthodoxy and orthopraxy being undermined. But you have to, you have to be more specific than that. Otherwise you don't see the danger, right? If you're like, well, I just got to watch out for false doctrine. Okay. So what are the false doctrines that we should be? In what way do they take form in the life of an individual or the life of the church? Right? Yeah. So that's why, you know, you, you want to be discerning, right? You want to be a good exegete of the culture and of the church and uh, of the people that are kind of coming into the church with messages that are oftentimes dangerous or unhealthy. Um, So, one of the big threats that I think we, the church, the evangelical church has oftentimes talked about is theological liberalism. Mm. Um, J. Gresham Machen wrote a classic, uh, Christianity and Liberalism, uh, which is a great book. Everybody should read it. But the word liberal and liberalism as a, as a threat and an idea is oftentimes thrown around 
without a lot of, of, of definition or clarity. And it's just, it, it's become an insult. You'll call somebody a liberal because, you know, they'll have a rock band leading worship on stage. It's like, well, that, that doesn't fall into the category yeah. of theological liberalism. Oh, oh, they're the drums. Right. So like, you know, when, when, when people study theological liberalism, like what are, what's a core issue really at the heart of that? Well, I think a distrust in God's word when you come to it right. is, is God's word really authoritative and mm -hmm. Can we trust what God's word says? Hasn't yeah. it gone through these revisions and these right. manuscripts and and let's critique and say what is true, what is not, uh, what was what was the you know maybe that's not the original intent or what this was, but now it's changed. Yeah, their original intent you know may not be very relevant to us today because they were bound by their culture and their worldview, and mm -hmm. God isn't you know pushing that. So it, it, classic theological liberalism dealt with issues dismissed right they really dismissed inerrancy infallibility yep. things yep. like that so yes it is can we trust god's word or not it's the what's what the devil was throwing at eve right did god really say this did god I really say that mm. she's like yeah i'm pretty sure he did. I was like mm, are you sure though mm. what did he mean by it though and was he lying when he said it mm. i mean that's that's classic liberalism yeah and uh so yeah it so that's that is the the core of it when we started to talk when when liberalism was emerging uh that was the issue and then it really kind of evolved into a denial of the fundamentals right so once you undermine what the the, the trustworthiness the authority and the sufficiency right jimmy you just preached on that no the sufficiency of god's word then you begin to deny things like well did jesus raise from the dead bodily was it like a mm. miracle like did he, was he bodily was present a, maybe just spiritually well, he's he a spiritual right? resurrection mm. you know he's powerful spiritual Phantasm. you know ooh classic 80s horror series yes phantasm oh is that is that really with tall man and the little chrome ball that flies around with knives that come out of it and stick into people's heads we had such different oh i'm sorry yeah yeah you you were uh you were stealing the priest's wine and cigarettes that's what you were doing <laughs> oh, my, i was so corrupt when i was a kid meanwhile you're stealing from the the roman church <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I was just following Luther. <laughs> um, yeah, I was okay. following Luther before I understood it. Yeah, I had the spirit of Luther <laughs> before I knew who he was. So, okay. So, and that is still a thing. So, anytime we find Christians, and so here's here's a, a modern guy that that seems to 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 at least give the impression that this is true of him. Uh, what's the guy? Andy Stanley. Okay. Andy Stanley, he makes enough statements uh, and writes enough comments and material to make people go like, he really, at the very least, gives the impression that the word of God is is not really the authoritative, inspired, inerrant word. Now, again, he may say, no, I actually believe in inerrancy mm -hmm. and, and all, but what I would be concerned about him, be, and I would classify him as potentially leaning towards theological liberalism because of the things that he actually says about God's word. Mm-hmm. All right, what, what, what's another threat? Uh, I mean, you're seeing it more and more, the like like politics, but not just like the politics, like the idolizing. You're, political. Of, huh? you're, you're a political guy. I mean, I follow it. Yeah, but you have I ideas, think, convictions, opinions. Yeah, but, but it's the idolizing of politics, mm -hmm. right? It's yeah, yeah. like it's, it's uh, equating political conservatism or liberalism with someone's theological conservatism or liberalism, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like if you subscribe to one, you must subscribe to the other then. Yeah, so I, I, that's, I like that because you and I are conservative politically, yeah. um, and that's great. But we would never equate conservative political thinking with biblical conservative thinking, right? Yeah. Like they're not the same thing. And uh, 
so but but people do they'll see like oh if this person's politically liberal if they're a classic liberal then they must be we see them some people who idolize politics will now see them as as a heretic mm -hmm. like they've 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 like you said they've equated those things and that happens when like you said when we idolize politics when it becomes the thing anything can be an idol right your your children can be an idol yeah your spouse can be yep. an idol like in my case like my physique uh, my that, physique could be an idol mm. you know, i know it is for many people when they see me <laughs> just like wow look at that guy that guy looks like um if michael j fox got fat had cancer and melted that's that's what that's what i look like what is wrong with you? i'm just saying because i'm short he's short but <laughs> if he had is, cancer and then had chemo and lost his hair and they got wrong. fat but then melted that's what i look like what is wrong with you? That's that's that I just described what's wrong with me. That's what I look like. <laughs> I got, asked and answered. So what was that? Asked and answered. Say it again. Asked and answered. You you drop the K when you say the word ask. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Asked listen, and listen. Okay, everybody. Did Jimmy tweet this out? Jimmy drops the K. If you think Jimmy drops the K when he says uh -uh. ask or asked, just say Jimmy drops the K and then tag us in it on social media. Okay. So, um, yeah, we idolize politics. Maybe we, I added an X. Yeah. <laughs> that's how Deb says ask. Don't ask me no questions. See, maybe that's what I did. No, you just dropped the K. You don't replace it with an X. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think we do. I think it's easy because politics are important and those are social issues that matter. And so oftentimes, and we, and especially when you see your country and your culture moving in a direction that you don't like, mm -hmm. then you get fired up and that's okay. All that's good. That's not bad. It, you should be engaged. But when you idolize politics, it becomes the ultimate thing. And then differences in politics now allows you to assign people into the category of false teacher, heretic, or threat to the church. Mm. And it's not that, listen, the, I, I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see any worldly philosophy out there as a threat to the church. That's always, the world is always the enemy of the church. Um, but when those ideologies come into the church and begin to change the church, then we're talking about theological drift then we're, we're, we're back to what we're talking about here, mm -hmm. which are real threats. Okay, so uh, the idolizing of politics. Uh, okay, so I'll, we'll do a tandem. The idolizing of social causes. Yeah. All right, so again, people say, wasn't that politics? Yeah, but it's a little different, right? It is a little different. Because a lot of people that don't know anything about politics will know a whole lot about one social cause. Yes. And then that and is then, the that, thing. That is the, that social oh. cause is everything. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a clear idol and it could be a great cause it can be a, yeah. a worthy cause an important cause but now it and we've seen it happen we've seen it happen on uh, on the abortion issue we've seen it on the poverty issue mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. we've seen it on 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 race relations issues people will take uh, a particular social cause uh or problem which needs to be addressed understood okay and then they will approach it in a particular way. And that particular way that they approach it becomes the only way. And everybody else is clearly an enemy of you. Mm. And I know that sounds like an overstatement, or but it's I don't think it is. I think there's a lot of that. There's a, more and more I see people adopting. No, I'm sorry. I see more and more people idolizing particular social causes and weaponizing them. And that's the problem. It's the weaponizing of yeah. them. Like, it's good that you have something that God has drawn your heart to. And we can learn from you. We can learn from that. Yeah. And we want, like, we want to be able to find opportunities for you to thrive in that, yep. right? As an individual that God has given you this burden. Praise God that God has given people burdens for, uh, for issues that are important. The pay gap between men and women. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a you know that's a call I know it's near and dear to your heart. 
Why do you leave me <laughs> in this position? How come you got nothing to say? Come because on. It, we'll talk the, about because equality, this, man. Because equality. I, I believe in equality. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yes. So then you believe that the pay gap is not cool. It's wrong. <laughs> this is my this this honestly it's it's been it's been a tough couple of days for both of us. This is the most fun I've had. <laughs> see, if there was a video, people could see my hands are literally up. He's he's up. I, he's like he's starting to make a point, and then he goes, "No, I'm not going to make no, that. I'm not going to. That's not going to." And then I'm like, oh, "Well, Jordan Peterson he's, said this. He's going to go full Jordan Peterson <laughs> on everybody." <laughs> I just, you know, you know, Joey, I love you. Good, I, I love you too. I, I protect you. You okay? You, okay, I like I, that. I, I value that. Appreciate that. I don't. I don't feel the reciprocation. Okay. All oh, right. Now you feel like I'm not protecting you. Okay. Let me let me protect you like this, Jimmy. Um, oh, the idolization of social causes can be a threat to the church when people in the church mm-hmm. weaponize them. Yes. Yes. Agreed. They weaponize yeah. those social causes, co- even if it's a good one or like a made up one. Uh, well, Some on, of them are made no, up. No, no, no. I'm I, not saying I, which ones I, are made up. Saying, I'm not saying you're saying. You're saying say the pay gap is made up. I'm I not. never said that. I know, but you, I never but you said that. that. I, so I'm just. Did, I, you don't know what's in my head. <laughs> You know what's going exact, on in my head? I know exactly what's in your head. No, no, no. You know that I know. No, what's no, in your head. You know, I, I, <laughs> I. So, yeah, but, so, so here again, it's like, oh, idolatry. That's the big issue, right? Idolatry is a problem in every generation. Yes. And we find different idols. And so you can idolize politics or a political party or, or a political candidate. Mm. Do you, like, does, do, let's be honest, man. Trump was idolized. Oh, yeah. Now, like, listen, so was Obama, by the way. Of course. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend no, either okay, of these individuals. Name one president that is not idolized in any way. Oh, Jimmy Carter. And Biden. There's two. <laughs> There's two. <laughs> they were like, this is going to be great. And everybody's like, uh oh. This was a bad idea. <laughs> Notice both Dems. <laughs> <laughs> They kind of look like brothers too. Huh. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Um, all right. So anything can be an idol. And so, but again, it's like, but what does it look like? Well, right now, idolizing politics and idolizing social causes can be problems. We're not saying don't engage and they're not important. Yeah. They are important. Uh, legalism. Always, always a threat to the church because legalism uh, takes a couple of different forms, right? And anytime you have someone demanding adherence to rules and beliefs that are not required by scripture, that's a form of legalism. Mm-hmm. It may not be the form, like the first form of legalism that people tend to think about, like where your works justify you in the sight of God. But this is a form of legalism. It's recognized by most theologians that I've read. So it, you usually think about this as, as a kind of fundamentalism, right? Oh, we've got our rules, we've got our beliefs, and you better do them. And if you're not, you're out of God's will. Um, and that's the other kind of legalism is that there is a promise of God's blessing or favor in response to your obedience. Now, there's the there's the, the, the classic idea, right? Your works justify you. But then there's a softer version of this that you see in prosperity preaching, yes. but also just mega church, like soft prosperity. It's like, you know, comf- comfort theology. It's like, hey, man, if you just... You know, if you just let go of the God, everything's going to be okay. If you stop worrying, mm. you know, and just mm. like, just tithe more, you know, like everything's going to be good. Yeah. If you just believe it, you just confess it. If you speak it into existence. It'll, it'll be there. Yeah, it'll be there. So if it's not there, it's because you're not speaking it into existence. Like there's these soft forms of legalism that are just as dangerous, maybe more dangerous because mm-hmm. they're more subtle. They feel good. They sound good. They're so promising. The hard legalism is stop. Hey man, you guys can't wear tight pants and girls should wear long dresses and like okay you got some you got some weird stuff going on that's easy to dismiss but boy it's harder to dismiss mm-hmm, like the feel mm-hmm. good like hey man if you just if you just or if you're just positive if you just put out positivity 
God's going to give you all the stuff that you want. So legalism is always a threat. It takes different forms. But I'll tell you, there are two things that Jimmy and I both think are, are, are real threats. And the, the, all of these are threats. But there are two that seem to be standing out a lot to us um, as, we're, as we're looking at the church today, social media, uh, church in person and all of that. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's one of them? You, you, you pick one, I'll pick the other. All right. Well, quarrels and divisions in the church. And here, let me be more specific when I say that, because there's going to be times where there's, you know, uh, churches need to part ways. If you cannot abide, you must divide. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying unnecessary quarrels and divisions in the yes, church. Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, Romans uh, 16, 17, 18. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Mm. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ. What are they their, serving? But their own appetites. Oh, snap. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. And you can see this happens in a, a whole bunch of different ways. Unnecessary divisions. People are, I mean, this is the last two years, man. Mm. A lot of churches have been fractured yeah. over, over issues that they, they shouldn't. I, I was just telling Jimmy this. I'll repeat it here. I just had lunch with a bunch of newcomers uh, and a couple of our deacons. And, um, and so we were having lunch and hanging out and, uh, this one, and she might be listening. Uh, this one woman said, she, she, you know what I like about being here? Like you can be a member here in good standing and we can all like serve the same Lord, worship in spirit and truth. And you don't have to like everybody. Yeah. You don't have to agree with everybody on everything. She even said, you don't even have to like really like the personality of the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> She clarified that she wasn't talking about me, but even Are if she you was, sure? she said that. Mm. Are you calling her a liar? No. Yeah. I'm just saying I could understand it. <laughs> I would understand it too. <laughs> I'm not the most likable guy. Um, yeah, man, for sure. But the unnecessary quarrels, like you said, division is important. Sometimes you have to do it, but but we have to be able to to look past some of these issues that may be important and we're trying to work it out, You know, whether it's, some of the political issues or some of the social issues or even some of the doctrinal issues. Like we've said, we've, we've been really open about that on the, pod, we, on the podcast about our church. We have non-Calvinists that are members of our church. Mm. We, have, we, have, we have people that are integral parts of our fellowship and they're like, they, they don't like reformed theology. Yeah. Now you would ask, well, then how can they, how can they sit there under the preaching? Well, believe it or not, they, they tend to like the preaching. Uh, but, there are, but there are certain parts where they're just like, eh, I don't really know what to do with that. I don't really like it. Um, we've had egalitarians uh, be with us, never cause division, never throw up any uh, any problems for us, and we're all able to get along. They mm. know, like, oh, this is the church's position, so I'm going to submit to that and yeah. be chill, yeah. and we're not going to beat them up because they disagree with us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's there, there's health there, right? There's health that I, I'm not interested in going to a church where it's just an echo chamber. Like I, I want to be able to diversity, d diversity, and to be able to interact with with people and ideas, and and to honestly maybe be confronted and challenged on 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 you know my beliefs and yeah, let's let's talk about it. It makes us stronger. It also helps us to understand people. You know what I mean? It's like we, it's I, I've seen it happen before when somebody will be having a converse, like a Christian that I know, will be having a conversation with a person, and this person holds to a view that is so far removed from what they believe and what everyone around them believes, they just can't comprehend. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I don't understand. Like, why, how could you believe this? And they, they don't know what to say. They don't even know how to approach it because they've only ever interacted with their side. 
Yes. But like being able to have the conversation and to listen to each other uh, doesn't mean that you affirm everything that somebody says, but you affirm the individual as an individual. You love them. You respect them. And I think uh, overall, it's it's good. But the controversies, the the divisions, um, they're all, I mean, the, the, the command like in Titus is to avoid the foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels, even about the law. Like there are people that will continue to split hairs and get down into the weeds. And while all of that may be important theologically, it doesn't need to rend the church in half. Mm. All right, another uh, another well, thing. No, I, I did my first one. All right, I'll I'll do this one. All right, uh, we'll wrap it up with this. Um, a real threat to the church today, if you haven't noticed, is ungodly leadership. Oh. Ungodly leadership, and again, uh, every leader has the the potential of going off the rails and doing great damage. Jimmy does. I do. Mm. Everybody does. Uh, the seeds of sin of every sin are in all of us. Yeah. Right? So under the right conditions those seeds will grow, right? They'll plant roots, they'll bear fruit. So, um, but where we are seeing a lot of ungodly leadership uh, because it's being exposed uh, in different forms, right? Some are um, abusing people through being bullies and domineering. Others are uh, sexually immoral and are exploiting women in their church. Others are stealing from the church. Mm -hmm. uh, others are covering up sex abuse. There's ungod, and that's that's a threat to the church, like to the health of local churches, because it undermines people's trust in the very institution, agent, uh, movement that God Himself has created. People are like I'm never, I'm not going to church anymore because of these things. And it made me think of Ezekiel 34, Ezekiel 34, one through four. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of Man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, Thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves. Should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. That is a terrifyingly accurate description mm. of ungodly pastors that are in play today. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, people want it, to, it's, it's interesting to me. I, I think we need to be able to recognize all of the threats. And when somebody that you might disagree with is saying, hey, this is a threat, ungodly leadership that are, that are not dealing with sexual abuse, you need to, even if you don't agree with them on all these other issues, when they talk about that, you need to be able, be able to go, yep, I'm going to stand with you on that point and call it, we might disagree on complementarianism or whatever it is, but when it comes down to this, you, you better be able to stand up because if you don't, then why are they going to listen to you when you say, well, uh, the real the, the, the real problem uh, in the church is theological liberalism. It's mm. like, well, yeah, but these guys are all conservative and they're doing these things. So like, why would I take your concern seriously when you're not taking this concern seriously? Absolutely. And listen, I've been in those churches. I've been in churches with ungodly leadership and having to sit under that and to deal with that and, I'll tell you, it does damage. It does yeah. a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, the, the, my, and this is again, my experience under it has been more conservative individuals, you know? Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a struggle. So look, there are threats to the church. Yes. Yeah. Not, not, that, not to the church, but there are threats to our churches. There are threats out there to healthy faith. Um, to healthy congregations, to healthy denominations, and um, and we need to pay attention. 
That's why you need to go to the SBC annual convention in Anaheim, California. Mm. This June. No, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not kidding, but I am kidding. I'm not even look, I'm going. I'm not even looking forward to it. It's just going to be stressful. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, my gosh. Well, we'd people, love to hear your thoughts. be tripping. <laughs> well, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, All at Dr. Devo, or on Facebook slash Dr. Devotion. You can head on to our website, drfortune.com. There you can contact us. You can send us an email blast or hit the store, joefortune.com. Can't enjoy Disney World because of all the drama. And grab some gear. I have no idea where I'm at. I don't know. I'm thinking about my thing. I got my own burdens. What is this? This mantra of truth? Yeah. Hey, we love you guys. Thanks for subscribing. You make it fun. Sorry Jimmy can't do his job. He's got a lot on his brain. No, no, because you're no, talking you, you're, so you're not, loud. You're not fo- focus. So focus. loud in my focus. ear. I can't even go into uh, it. Later. You were...